this is the best time to remake yourself because you may be on hiatus. You may, business may be closed down purposefully or required. Um, and it, why not? You can kind of come out that Phoenix. I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional. an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. When I say the word rebranding, what kind of emotions or thoughts does that evoke? Uh, Expensive, costly, time-consuming, arduous. Does it have to be? Today, Amber from Attaboy Animal Care shares her story on how and why she decided it was time for her to rebrand. She discusses some of the technicalities about it, how she chose which process to go through, and shares with us just how little it actually cost her at the end. So if you've been thinking that it's time to refresh your logo or change the colors that you have for your business, this episode is for you. Amber breaks it all down and shares some of the pointers to look out for and consider along the way. If you've been on the hunt for some online educational courses, check out protrainings.com, especially their pet first aid and CPR class. Use the code CPR-PetSitterConfessional at checkout for 10% off any of their courses. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. My name is Amber Van Denzen. Um, and as he said, I own Attaboy Animal Care located in Central Florida. We opened in December of 2013 after I had been a veterinary technician um, for quite some time and decided that uh, those nights, weekends, and holidays uh, didn't quite flex with my future schedule of the, the family style that I wanted. So, um, we were, I was very excited to, to start this journey of pet care after a, a friend of mine also had a pet care industry uh, company that she started not a few years later, uh, prior rather, uh, when she also was a vet tech and wasn't interested in that industry as much anymore. So I got inspired by that um, on top of also pet sitting unofficially when I was in high school as well as one of my first jobs. I started Amber's Job Services, which kind of encompassed pet sitting and uh, babysitting and kind of everything in between, which is where I first got my um, some of my first clients back in the day as well. So <laughs> wow, that's so you've been in in business for um, since 2013? Correct. Wow. What has it been like um, experiencing the the COVID pandemic in the last couple months for you? Um, I would say in the past couple months, obviously, as seven years in, obviously, it's the slowest time, I would say, besides the very early months of uh, starting the company um, and kind of a learning curve. Obviously, this is not a realm that we ever thought to prepare for, uh, not something, anything that's any in any standard operating procedure that we had planned out, um, as well as you know, kind of dealing with having staff, uh, independent contractors specifically, and, and what that looked like for not only me and the business financially, but for um, our staff as well. So obviously, we brought you on to talk about rebranding. What initiated that whole process for you? Sure, sure. Um, in about five years in, we kind of started noticing that our original design that we had created when we first start, when I first started, which we got from a graphic design student, a friend of a friend recommendation, and 
we noticed it was kind of getting kind of an antique old vibe. You could definitely tell it was not a modern graphic. It wasn't as crisp and clean as what would expected, uh, what is expected of, you know, today and what really is interesting to a client's eye and really aesthetically appeasing, a pleasing. So we decided to start looking into rebranding uh, by specifically getting a new logo and design and colors even right around year five. And in year six, we definitely uh, decided to move forward with that process. So our original design, um, which flowed with our original slogan, which was Attaboy Animal Care, Pet Sitting and Dog Walking. Our slogan was, we are the key to your pet's comfort and care. And then on our design of our logo was a antique skeleton key with a like pet uh, bodies in each part of the, the key on the, the, the bust end of that. And then on the, the head of the key was what looked like partially a, a barn and a business like um, cityscape at the same time. So it kind of encompassed pets and homes and that key obviously being someone's home. And it, it was very similar to many real estate kind of agency logos to a degree as well. And we, that was just one of our first logos that we created. And then we kind of decided that wasn't the vibe that we were looking for. That wasn't the aesthetic appeal that we were looking for. And we realized, you know, we had an antique skeleton key and we looked antique. (laughs) So (laughs) we decided we needed to move forward, you know, and, and rebrand, which was a very scary thought process because you put all this time and effort for recognition of your brand. You know, that, that logo was on our website, was on printed magnets on our cars, was on every printed item we had, a brochure, uh, business cards, you know, even like baggies as well. So the financial piece associated with that uh, and cost associated with that kind of scared me. Um, But moving forward and doing a bunch of research, we decided to move forward with that. And when we decided to do that, I kind of looked at a couple things. I really ideally wanted to stay local, like most of my business. I wanted to kind of do a mom and pop of some sort locally. And then I decided against that, um, which is not common for me. But I decided against that because I didn't want to be stuck in a hole with one graphic designer and one person's thought process um, mm-hmm. when creating a, a new logo. I really wanted a multifaceted, multidimensional, larger, like world concept option with a ton of different brains kind of being giving us their thoughts and ideas and, and designs ultimately for our, our branding. So we decided to do a crowdsourced um, company that we ended up using a company called Design Crowd. There's another company called Fiverr that's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And putting out our logo idea and and starting that process with it, a crowdsourced option to get that uh, as many options, as many ideas as possible. So we went that route when we first started rebranding. Now, you mentioned that for you, the cue was you you felt like the brand was starting to feel a little old. Um, yes. Are there any are there any other signs that it may be time to rebrand if, if someone's listening to this and they may have had these inklings? But, you know, I was wondering if you had any advice for somebody who go, is of, of, yeah, th- these things should tell you maybe it's time to, to move forward and rebrand. Yeah, sure. So one, we weren't getting as many clientele in. That's a huge key point. We noticed that something was something not much has changed, but you know, we weren't, if we had other options, there was other companies and other competition. And when looking at the other competition locally, what type of vibe and what type of feel did that initial interaction, which is usually the marketing aspect, which is usually their logo. um, And what kind of, you know, feeling did that give us? And we looked at theirs and we looked at ours and we said, you know what, we look like the 
the grandma older aspect of that, uh, not in the sense of, do you trust us? Are we, are we modern? You know, and we really wanted to hit clientele, especially millennial, um, type personas and, and persons that have a ton of pets. And it just didn't have that happy, exciting, fun vibe that we really were looking for. So, and we saw that need and we saw the lack of clientele coming in. And um, also when we were using that logo for printed materials and stuff, the new programs and software weren't appreciating the quality of that JPEG or PNG design that we had. Um, So we know that also was causing a difficulty on our end to use our logo as well. Those are great indicators of when the technology is starting to throw fits of ah, this isn't working. And <laughs> whenever you, your clientele of do you, do you, are you targeting people who want to go to antique malls or not? Uh, you know, right. those are, those are uh, very good indicators then. Yeah. Our, you know, our typical, uh, you know, looking at what type of design we wanted, we looked at who we were marketing to because that, that rebrand is a huge marketing aspect as well. So we knew our, our typical clientele was a female between 30 and 60 years old. And it was either that younger family that was going on family vacations or those empty nest, you know, type persons that their families have gone, come and gone. And they're kind of vacationing with their, their spouses at this point in time. So we kind of had the younger end and the older end that we wanted to make sure that we kept caught their attention. And by doing what we did, by changing colors, by changing vibe, by changing the logo design as a whole, and then using a certain type of professional, we were able to get the logo that we really felt made that difference of ultimately attracting more customers. Mm. Um, and being usable in, in, you know, 2020 now, uh, we did it last year when we finally, uh, ended up finalizing our brand, uh, early 2019, we've been using it for about a year and a half now. Um, so, and we found that as pretty much we we went from 200 people liking our Facebook page or so last year to over close to 500 this year, we found that upon hiring, you know, when we were putting out hiring ads with our logo, we were getting more people wanting to apply because that that vibe of that logo really brought and attracted attention to the right personas that we wanted working for our clients, um, um, for our team rather as well. So that overall just, you know, whole compass of what our company embodied, that logo really gave that to us. So, you know, we went from a dark plum color and a dark mustard yellow to um, a bright purple and a very bright yellow. Our logo went from a key with some pet side profile designs to a very happy puppy picture integrated into our name. And uh, we ended up having over 107 submittals of logo designs on our design crowd from over 45 different designers from around the world. So we just had so many looks and so many thought processes and so many things that I didn't think of because when it's your company and you're trying to think of a design option, you're kind of in a box. You've seen your company, you've seen your logo thousands of times, and you really need that outside look and that outside opinion to maybe move towards the direction that you want your company to move towards. And a lot of the designs we got probably easily over 50% were very generic. You know, if, if you can think of that generic pet care, whether it's a veterinarian or a pet sitter or a groomer, whether it has a heart in it <laughs> or, you know, a cat and dog side profile or hands making a heart, you know, the, or the, the mass of five different types of species of animals kind of um, 
jumping on top of each other. No offense to anyone that has a logo like that at all. If it works for you, it works for you ultimately. Um, but we yeah. wanted to be a little bit different ultimately. Sure. And so about half of those had that typical vibe, I would say that you would find it most veterinary clinics, most um, medicinal type concepts and, and some earlier um, companies that haven't rebranded particularly. And ultimately the design that we chose was brighter. It was fresher. It was happy. It, we wanted a logo that encompassed our name into the design itself. There's many different types of logo types um, that you can choose from. Definitely do your research on what you think attracts you the most, whether it's a design a logo that is more of a badged style, like a, if you think of UPS, or more of one that has a real life type animal creature on it. So think like the World Wildlife Federation that has a panda, that's a clear, obvious panda with the WWS under it, or more the um, the, the logos that are more uh, like a, a Nike logo that's a swoop that that it's not exactly a shoe, obviously, but you still mm-hmm. recognize Nike for their swoop. Um, and then it came down to, or you want text only logos, kind of like the Coca-Cola logo or Tiffany and Co. Um, and then ultimately a combination of the two where your logo text and your wording is kind of created into one. So the B of our attaboy is actually part of the the puppy's uh, face. So it's kind of a combo effort, which is what we wanted. We wanted an all-in-one and that's what we ended up getting. And the, the designer we ended up using was actually from India and it was love at first sight when we <laughs> saw it out of the, you know, hundred plus logo designs we had. But the cool thing with using a crowdsource uh, site is um, the one we ended up using actually had a voting option too. We could share it to our clients to get them involved with the process and get them excited. They could vote on their favorite ones. We mm. shared it with local business professionals to get it out in the, the community. We shared it with friends and family as well. And there was probably a top two that we pushed back and forth on. One was more of like an outdoorsy nature kind of vibe, had an oak tree going on and a sunset because, you know, Florida. (laughs) And then we had this, that this happy puppy design. And I would say, you know, some people really hated that puppy and some people really loved that puppy. Um, But ultimately (laughs) we, we moved with the puppy design and we were able to edit it with the designers specifically, you know, move a little this, change a little that change a font here or there. And then for under $300 is what it ended up costing us out the door for this logo design. And we got all the professional files, which is huge as well. So not just a JPEG, not just a PDF, not just a Word document that someone may have created or a publisher document, but a JPEG, a ping, and then some other fancy ones like an SVG, I think is what it is that I can't even open in my typical computer. Those are four graphic design type programs that give you the best quality for print type items that you may want. So we use that logo for creating um, window decals. And, you know, that's what the type of files that those graphic designers wanted that gave the best, most crisp lines for printing purposes on larger scale items as well. And that was a huge, huge calling for us that we were able to have all of those things encompassed and editable. And we could give those to, in the future, other graphic designers if it needed to be edited in the future or changed around it's still editable in the future as well, which was a huge thing for us to not just think about now, but in the future using our, um, the money that we used and using it to the best of its abilities as long as possible. I'd hope by now, listening through that process and everything that Amber went through, that rebranding is not just a few ticks of a box. 
Um, and, and <laughs> this was a whole, like a whole holistic approach to a market research, how to yeah. target them, building that in into everything they do. So Amber, I was, could you tell us how you would define rebranding as a business? Mm. Rebranding as a business, you know, I think it, it's personal uh, to a degree because this is your company that you pulled up, but rebranding is ultimately taking what is already there and changing it for your current market, for your current current clientele to make sure whatever you are projecting as a company, whether it's your values, your mission statement, um, your slogan, and the quality of care that you're providing, and being able to show that in a couple of seconds, mm. ultimately, you know, that first thing that most clients see is your logo. And what vibes do you want them to have? What feelings and emotions do you want that, that to emit to them um, in those split seconds that the, their eye is looking at that logo and is going to their brain to give some type of emotion? What emotion do you want them to, to give? So that rebrand is really making sure whatever you want as your business to be successful and to show to the community is shown in a visual presentation. Wow. Yes. At 100%. Uh, I love that. I love that. Too serious, just, huh? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. And because I, it is, I mean, rebranding is, is a very serious topic. It is because it's the, it's the image of your company that in what you want to project and, and you hit it right on the head of going, it's taking, it's not, it's not, immediately deleting everything that you are or what you do. It's looking for the best and bringing that together. And now you have to help find a way to communicate that to people without speaking a single word. And the logo yep. and the design of your website and all of your printed materials, all of that goes into that. Whether we like to admit it or not, you know, people do judge books by their cover. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's a great way to say that. Oh my gosh, that's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> and, and and we like to tell ourselves that they don't, but they but they do. And and we do it, you know, kind of not even thinking about it most of the time. And so really taking though that the time and putting in that forethought and you know, just love that. You know, thinking through your mission statement and does this does this logo match your mission statement? Does it match the quality of care that you're providing? What does it project to people around you, and what does it communicate? So it's exactly. not it. There's so much tied into that. Exactly, exactly. And ultimately, it worked for us. Like I said, we saw in in, in a year we saw our social media double. We saw our hiring. Um, intake, you know, easily double or triple the amount of income or people that are even applying because people want to work for companies that give them the same vibes as well, the same happiness, the same excitement, the same passion. And if you look older and boring and not modern and not exciting, what does that show for your company as a whole? You know, my company, you know, we use tech, we use, we're tech savvy. We have the you know great photo quality for our clients. We have ease of use and we have happiness and perky and bubbly characters mm -hmm. that work for our, you know, work for our company that when you want a happy puppy, you know, you have to have a happy human. And our slogan that we also changed as well, not just the logo. We wanted to make sure that that slogan matched it. And obviously our previous slogan was we are the key to your pet's comfort and care. And we decided to make it short and sweet and exactly what we wanted our clients to feel. And that's exactly this. We said happy pets, happy people. 
Yeah, you know, that's what it is with an exclamation mark at the end, because our name also has an exclamation mark in it. So we wanted to tie that in. Um, Mm -hmm. So we not only changed our logo, but we changed our slogan. We, you know, uh, brightened our colors and um, made it just a little bit more modern. And we are still attracting that older age bracket just fine. And we are now attracting that younger age bracket as well. That's something I can put on an Instagram or a TikTok or a YouTube and it just be as relevant and exciting for those that younger crowd of clientele as well. What did this rebranding process do to uh, your and your team's perspective on the company and the outlook that you had? This past year and I would say 2 years has been a big growth time for us uh as a business. The first few years I was a solo pet sitter. It was just me doing my thing. And then I had a human baby <laughs> and I said, I can't do that by myself so much anymore. And that's when I kind of first started hiring on my first independent contractor. And then we ended up adopting our son from foster care the year after. And I had to step back significantly mm. due to um, that whole process and the medical needs uh, and, and for our, our son, Tristan, who's now seven. And we have a daughter who's now four. And so when that happened, I had just a couple of independent contractors because one, it was extremely hard to hire um, and and find what worked and just attracting the right person to apply for our company. So that changed drastically because right around that time is when I started the rebrand process. And we found again, that we were able to have more client or more, excuse me, more staff apply. So we had the better pick of the the litter, ultimately, uh, no animal pun intended. (laughs) And, um, you know, so that helped significantly as well, because the people that we were bringing in were the happier, excitable, you know, really passionate about the company. Our, our Mm. sitters are our number one recommenders, you know, besides our clientele. And it's because they have a passion for our company. They know what good work they do. We know what the good work we expect. And we know the excitement and happiness that our, our, our staff are able to provide those animals while their pets are away. So we just, again, that happier, excited, lovable, but professional vibe was all there. And all, all because you, you, you changed some colors and a logo. I mean, that yeah. process really, <laughs> it's, it's, I never would have, if you told me that I would have never believed you. If you said, you know what, you need to change your logo and your colors and it'll make all the difference. I would have said some adult words, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but, uh, um, which most of my staff is aware that I use those adult words quite frequently, but um, in a good way, <laughs> but I said, sure. no, no, no way possible. But it really was, it was, you know, we didn't, we already had tech on board. We already had social media on board. We already had the same exact quality of service that we are servicing now as we did a handful of years ago. But now we, again, double our, you know, social media, double the amount of clients we have, our revenue, uh, two and a half times, you know, increased, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in a year. So when you see that and you look at, okay, what are we doing differently? It's really just that first initial perspective, that passion, that happiness, that Mm -hmm that vibe that the clients can trust to know that's what you're going to give them and their pets while they're away. And that was the biggest thing to that. So, and it was shocking, shocking, Um, but it did its job and it was definitely worth less than $300 investment uh, that we ended up doing it for. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And and I want to touch on that because when, when 
as soon as you start throwing out the words of graphic designer yeah, and scary, design right? process, people start yeah. th- seeing, <laughs> okay, how, just how many zeros tell me when yeah. to stop. And, yeah. and you went through and I, you mentioned it, but go ahead and mention again, what, what site you went through to get that crowdsourced? Sure. So we did design crowd. Um, okay. and we, the first thing I recommend with anything, if you use a crowdsource website, like design crowd, there's another one um, that I know others have used called Fiverr, um, is that get on their email lists, design crowd. I know emails out, uh, promo codes all the time and not like 10%. They're like much more significant because they charge you for a posting fee and that varies, um, for how long you want your posts to be on. And then they charge the fee, uh, to uh, that will actually be paying the graphic designer. Um, So depending on your budget and depending on how many graphic designers that you may want to use, like if you have one graphic designer in mind, you can choose that and it's a lower cost um, versus opening it up to a broader spectrum. So they have different packages and stuff. So you just kind of have to look at what best suits your, your financials and what you want from it ultimately. And that's kind of different. Same thing with Fiverr. I think Fiverr comes from, you can like, charge five bucks or something, which you're going to get probably quite low quality product <laughs> uh, potentially, but I don't know. <laughs> I didn't use it, yeah. but yeah, so we used that and, you know, going through that process, I didn't know anyone else that ever used it. It was a random Google find and, you know, their marketing and videos sold me on it. It's like a money back guarantee. If you don't find um, somebody that submits a logo that you like, you get back the graphic design fee, not the posting fee, which is like 80 bucks. The one I did it again, two years ago. Um, but the the other money that would go to the graphic designer, since you didn't pay anyone, they'll give it back to you. So that's a nice uh, guarantee to have as well as if I don't like it, I, I get most of my money back <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. Um, versus some local designer, graphic designers were way, way more than that. And again, it goes back to, okay, you can say, this is what I want. They're going to give you a few options. And if you don't like it, you still have to pay them significantly. And right. it's way more than, you know, what I ended up investing in, in this rebrand uh, for that. Now, this doesn't include the cost of the fact that I did have to throw away a ton of old branded items. You know, I had an old banner. I had um, business cards and brochures and printed, you know, bags and things like that. All of that I couldn't use anymore mm-hmm. successfully. So all that loss of that and having to reinvest in those core items, new business cards, new brochures, you know, new banner, things like that, that did cost significantly as well. I would say probably about depending on how much you buy of each item, obviously we tend to use Vista print for our printing and even a local graphic designer that we use to, to create our, um, our graphics for our window clings and stuff on our car uses with Vista print for printing purposes too. Funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, we found that, uh, that probably cost us $500, you know, to re reinvest in just a new, new brochures, new cards, new printed baggies, and, um, a new banner ultimately with, you know, a larger quantities. So that you have to consider that as well as I, I tried to do it when I was kind of lower on my inventory. So I could easily transition without losing too much money in printing purposes <laughs> for rebranding. So <laughs> sure. Now on that transition, how did you handle the transition of branding of rebranding with existing clients and customers how did you yes. communicate how did you communicate that to them uh and so that they didn't feel lost or that the business had been sold or any anything like yeah. that 
that, you know, that was one of the things we considered when rebranding, which I was really hesitant on. Like I talked about, you know, previously was that you put a lot of time and effort that, you know, what is it that you have to hit somebody, not hit somebody physically, but like, you know, be in their eye, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, be in their eye X amount of times before, you know, you kind of are remembered or it's a remembered fact or whatever. And oh, yeah. so, you know, the, when you're driving around with your logo and your current or existing, you know, clientele, you do worry that are they going to get confused or lost or whatever. So um, using that company, the the crowdsource company that we use, we were able to get that on our social media, get them involved, number one. Um, so they could be kind of excited for the process of, oh, this is fun. I actually get an opinion <laughs> to a degree and which was exciting. And then two, you know, we had email lists. So we were kind of letting them know when it did happen. We kind of had the old logo next to the new logo kind of saying, same company, same management, rebranded for the new, you know, to, it was 2019 for 2019. And so we made sure our clientele were understanding of that fact. When we had new clients or existing clients after each visit, we were dropping new business cards with the new logo on them. Mm. So they saw the new logo in person. Uh, we do printed magnets for some clients as well. So made sure we left a new printed magnet with the new logo on it as well. Um, on our website, it kind of showed the old logo and the new logo for a while as well. So a multifaceted, you know, process to make sure old clients and existing clients are those clients or the potential clients, the ones that have kind of been watching you for a little bit, but haven't signed on board yet, but they knew it was still you. So like our Facebook banner, I think at one point had the old version of the logo and the new version of the logo, to, you know, together. So they saw Hey, oh, I remember, I remember that old logo. Oh, this is the new company. Luckily we didn't change our name either. So the name kind of kept it, you know, knowing that it was the same company as well. Sure. I mean, if you ever want to think about the power of brand recognition, uh, just go down a cereal aisle whenever the Kellogg's or whoever changes mm -hmm. the color or puts a new picture on their box. Mm -hmm. I, I'll walk up and down that aisle four or five times going, they don't stock this thing anymore. This isn't real. Yeah. And then only to have someone go, oh no, they changed the box last week. And I go, okay, whatever. So <laughs> my four-year-old can name recognize like branded cereals already. They have her really well trained. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. And so, so your, your process, of slow and steady. We're going yeah. to put both of them out there. We're going to communicate a lot. And, and your idea of getting them involved and having them voted, I, I can't love that enough. I mean, that just <laughs> sounds so cool. To I, it was something I didn't even think of until they offered the opportunity. And I was like, oh, that's genius. I yeah. That. <laughs> I was like, this would yeah. be a little bad potentially too, because what if we, they didn't get the one they wanted or whatever? So mm -hmm. I thought about that as well as an intimidation piece of it. And then I just said, I said, forget it. We're just going to go for it and, and make it a fun process and get that. That piece out there to them still and, and be in their eyes still, which was huge. Somebody's listening to this and thinking, should I do this now or should I wait? Mm. What would you say about now being a good time to think about and starting that process of rebranding? You know, I saw a quote from somebody that I don't remember what it was, who it was from, but it was in a, a pet care industry site of some sort. And they shared the fact that, you know, this is the best time to remake yourself. Because you may be on hiatus, you may business may be closed down purposefully or required, um, and it why not? You can kind of come out that phoenix in a way, you know, come out of those ashes as a a brand new opportunity, a brand new fresh start uh, in a time that's been pretty crazy, obviously during this whole process of 
COVID. And one, that, that's being a huge piece of it. And two, you have the time probably now too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. to actually take that mental capacity that instead of, if you're, if you're one that's in the, in the industry and walking the dogs and pet sitting the dogs and you have 13, 14 visits a day and you're out from, you know, seven to 10 PM, you don't have time and the mental capacity to think about this. Now you may have it. Now you still have a trauma induced scenario, obviously going on right now. So don't make drastic concepts right away. Still take that time. But when you're using a third-party company, whether it is a local mom-and-pop graphic designer or not, uh, or a larger crowdsourced option, you're getting other people's opinions on it, which is huge too. But you have the time to, you know, take this time and, you know, catch up and do the things that you've been thinking of for whether it's been weeks, months, or years, you know, so changing those logos, rebranding, looking at what you really want your business to be now and then the next X amount of years of changes, because this is probably not going to be the first time or the last time that this, you know, stay at home shutdown thing happens to us realistically. So Mm -hmm. take that time to think about that, you know, and take that time to update your SOP, standard operating procedures, or, you know, send cards to your clients thanking them, you know, um, or, you know, saying, hey, we miss you. We we just sent uh, custom text messages that we made on Canva, which is a free website or paid, depending on what level you use. I'm just saying, hey, we miss, you know, bologna and cheese, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with a cute graphic and texted it to them to our top 20 clients, again, to keep with our logo, everything's logoed and, and, and sending it to them and getting responses back to them and taking that time to make sure your client's rabies vaccines are updated and saying, Hey, you know, not thinking about now, but in the future too, don't forget your rabies vaccine needs to be scheduled when your vets are open to doing routine vaccines again, um, updating, making sure you're taking cop on your gas mileage and your personal care, you know, as well. Um, and hiring and, if you're looking to hire, this is a great time to rebrand. So you can have a great start to hiring. It's it's your first IC or your first employee, or if you're needing to rehire new staff or new ICs or whatever you do when this, when this, the stay at home orders stop and making sure you're getting the right people to apply for your company and, you know, making sure that first image that you're putting out there for your new potential staff is the right one, ultimately re- taking, redoing that website. So first thing before redoing a website, probably want to rebrand. So you know what the direction of your website, you know, you want to go to um, and, and taking that time to research. If you want to do a crowdsource, if you want to do your local mom and pop, you know, graphic designers or, you know, companies that may be closer to you and in, taking time to get schedule a grand reopening, <laughs> whether you're brick and mortar or virtual, you know, there's, there's a handful of sites out there right now. I know there's um, a big uh, pet care professional that has a, a website, our Facebook group. She just started. That was like the seven day pet business COVID something grand reopening page. Get on there. She's given some great tips, you know, on the next week of like things you can prep for to have a grand reopening. So we didn't fully close in our industry, you know, for our business, we shut down dog walking because it was considered non-essential, but pet sitting was still considered essential. So when a client was unable is away or something or medically necessary. So, you know, making sure we're going to have, we're planning a grand reopening virtually to say, Hey, our business is fully open, up and running. We can restart those dog walking clients. We can, you Mm. know, and try to get new clients in at this point in time, whether that's with video or printed material or, you know, social media or YouTube or whatever you're using your business and planning that with your new, you know, Hey, this is our new look or that, that Phoenix rising out of the ashes type vibe. Yeah. Cause right now, as you mentioned, we, we have time. If, if I know 
you know, a lot of people start, they don't put a lot of thought into or a lot of effort into their logo and their branding because they just need to get something and get out the door and start yeah. working. And then they look yeah, up and it's thing. been, <laughs> yeah, and it's been, it's been five, it's been 10 years and, and maybe you've never really liked it or, but you know, the, the amount of work and forethought and process involved in this, it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's not inconsequential. And so it takes time. And now, if you've never liked the way the the font was or anything like that or the color or the the figure that was put on there um you know taking the time right now to to allow yourself some space and as you mentioned you know there's obviously a lot of trauma going on so so br- still breathing and dealing and, work- yeah. and working through that and not making Absolutely. massive drastic making decisions making sure your mental health is where it needs to be before you continue this pathway for sure yeah cuz this is a this is a a big deal and yes. and you don't want to be making big rash decisions if if you're not if you're not mentally in a good space and so making sure that that's that's there and yep. then allowing yourself to to address these kind of these kind of things and be creative and it still allows you to be creative and engaging and communicating with other people and just pulls the whole thing together when a lot of times right now we we might not know exactly what to be doing or or working on and the idea of a of a of having a grand virtual reopening just speaks volumes to that we are still here this is we're not defeated we're still here to provide service and and we're we're reopening not because we you know not because of anything we did but but because of the circumstances and right. you know we we can celebrate that and make that a celebratory yeah. thing and what better yeah. way to do that than than being the phoenix rising up. So. And you totally have the time to do it, right? You know, in the sense of, you know, okay, say in, in Florida right now, we still have easily till early May at minimum that we have a stay-at-home order for. The crowd design process that I did through Design Crowd took a week only. Mm. A week. Like, you know, from the time I put it on to the seven, the 100 plus designs that came through to the final editing, it took seven days. Um, of back and forth between me and the designer that I ended up using. And the number one thing is like, okay, where do I start? Like, how do I even know what type of logo that I want? I don't know. Like I'm not a graphic designer, right? Okay. Go on Google, Google pet sitting company in every other state except yours, (laughs) and then start saving logos and ideas from those companies. So you can see, okay, you can be looking at a hundred different companies and look at each logo. And if it, if it attracts you for whatever reason, right, click, save it and say why you like it, say the color, the, the style of it. Oh, the picture, you know, whatever it is that you like and do that for an hour or two when you're kind of watching a Disney plus movie in the background too, or Netflixing and chilling with some Tiger King or whatever it may be, but doing that in the background and in saving it. And then you know, what will happen is after that two hours, you can then take the next day and look at all those logos that you saved and look for the consistency. What is one thing or two thing that keeps popping out between those logos that you've liked from all these other companies and say, that's what I want in mind. That's that mm-hmm. vibe I want. You know, when I, when I decided what kind of logo I wanted, I, the one that kept coming back to me was the logo and the picture intercombined, making a, a letter into a picture somehow. That really attracted me. You know, it's artistically, aesthetically pleasing. I was like, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. So that's why my first step was like, I want a letter transformed into a picture. And so what happened is when I put up idea thought processes on an idea board or a Pinterest board or whatever board you use, whether you print it off and 
put it on an actual cork board is I saw that overall consistency of like, this is the look that I want mine to have. So, and, and knowing that's when I was able to hire a graphic designer, a team or individual, I knew that giving that to them because pictures speak a thousand words, right? Um, giving them those pictures is going to help them give me the best return on investment for the money I'm investing in to them doing this job. So that first step was literally just looking at hundreds of companies, just yeah. Googling and looking at logos and saving what I liked. And then looking at it again and saying, what do I like about those things? And then dividing it into, oh, I really like these colors. You know, I really find, you know, the, so when I chose purple and yellow, purple is my favorite color. The opposite color of purple on the color wheel is yellow, which is actually my least favorite color, funny enough. <laughs> and um, don't judge me. I'm not a yellow, bright, happy person. <laughs> and I said, but, you know, complimentary on the color wheel. So looking at a color wheel then, you know, and saying, yeah. okay, out of the main color, I like, well, it's my favorite color. Or if it's a fear-free color, you know, if you've done fear-free certifications, we'll talk about colors that you know, send out certain feelings and then looking on the opposite of that color wheel to make sure those colors complement each other, uh, to make sure you have a full compass, you know, of multi, you know, two to three colors in your designs usually. And then knowing what kind of vibe and feel that gives your clients and yourself and your staff. Um, and, and then going from, then from color, deciding what do you want in your logo? You know, do you Mm -hmm. want, um, a picture of a, a deceased pet of yours or a current pet that you're really, that's what got you into the business with the story behind that, you know, that logo, if you have one, um, I wanted happy pets. So a happy dog was really what I was going for, you know, cause dogs. Okay. Yes. Putting a dog only kind of scared me. Cause I'm like, well, what about my cat? Like right. a dog, and you know, not a cat or a horse or a chicken or, or, or whatever. Or what else? Yeah. Right. But if you look at your clientele, again, if you are a majority cat client, maybe you consider a cat, you know, majority dog, you know, clientele, consider a dog. Or you can do that, you know, multi pet encompassing logo as well, if that's something you're really passionate about. And thinking about that, you know, when right. I was reaching out to designers, they said, What do you want in it? And I said, You know, I, I lean towards things that they have. In our county or on our city, rather, swans are a big, um, the city has swans that they own. So swans are a huge thing in our town. Uh, so swans or Florida natural oaks or um, dogs or families, you know, I kind of threw out all those concepts because I didn't want to be stuck on one thing and maybe right. seeing what other designers created for me that I didn't think of. And so some did have that Florida natural oak tree. Some had swans integrated into it as well. Some had human, you know, hands or a family with pets in it as well. And if you Google, if you Google Attaboy Animal Care Design Crowd, you'll be able to pop up our actual old job posting and see the hundreds of logos, the hundred plus logos that we got. So you can see an example, which is what I also did is I looked at Pet Care Design Crowd and popped up all the old jobs because they're open still in on their website. So you can see um, what designs they got and what designs you were passionate about. Cause you can reach out to designers specifically and say, I really want you to design mine, you know, yeah. <laughs> that is an option as well. Um, so kind of, again, going back to what looking at others, looking at other professional logos and seeing what, what you like best or what your team likes best or your company likes best and um, making sure you're going in that right direction. So looking at originals, then colors, and then what you actually want in the logo are the top three things I would say before starting to reach out to a graphic designer. You need to be able to verbalize and put in picture what you want back, or you're not going to get what you want. And you're going to be angry and you're going to be out money. 
So Right. Yeah. Two two things we don't really want is being no. angry and out of money, right? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Now, what, what what I would like to have is, is to be able to direct people to uh, a version of your your old logo and your new one. And do you, do you still have those posted, or would we, would I be able to include those maybe in some show notes for people to view? And yeah, see I, I have I have I have the old logo for sure. I don't have it anywhere openly posted right now or anything, um, but I could easily hand that out to you. Um, that shows the old logo and the, the original sketches. I think I even have somewhere too, um, and right. then the new logo as well. Right. Yeah, not a problem. I think that'd be be beneficial for people to to see that yeah. transition, and then I'll include a couple of links to things that you've been talking about, including a link to go see that design on uh, Design Crowd that that sure. you uh, that you mentioned. Sure. And if people are feeling like they want to do this and uh-huh. they're they're very interested, and and maybe they have some questions um, sure. about that process or want some advice, um, how could they reach out to you and and um, and have you maybe you know coach them through that process or give them some encouragement along the way? I don't mind at all. So I actually started a local uh, pet professionals Facebook group, and okay. um, for just that, you know, sharing amongst the the pet care industry, I think is huge. I always say comrades, not competition. And yeah, exactly. You know, there's, there's so many dogs. We can't take care of all of them. I always say as well, (laughs) we have to share the wealth. Um, and so I always think that's huge. So yeah, you can contact me, um, through our main company website or email, which is info at attaboyanimalcare.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook personally, if you're interested, which is Amber Van Denzen only two of us in the entire United States. I'm the older one. <laughs> and um, you'll, you'll find me there. And um, feel free to, you could easily, you know, private messages on Facebook, Instagram, uh, or YouTube as well. That's not a problem as well. Uh, those are all options. And I, I have an assistant, but she'll push them out to me um, when I just speak to you directly. Not a problem at all. Wonderful. Well, Amber, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. There's a lot to t- consider and a lot goes into this, but it's so, as you mentioned, so worth it and so freeing and it just completely changes the atmosphere oh, yeah. of your company and your outlook. And so I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing and giving encouragement through those experiences and some helpful tips and pointers for people to get started. Because as you mentioned, it's a great time to do that. Absolutely. I absolutely take the time that you have eat some cookie dough, watch some Netflix, and then rebrand. That's what, that's my goal for for everyone that needs it. So cookie dough, Netflix, and rebranding. There we go. Three-step process right there. There we go. Yep, exactly. Just like the, you know, finding the logo, finding your colors, and finding your picture that you want. So three for three. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Well, again, Amber, I really appreciate you coming on today. And I hope, I wish you all the best and we'll be, we'll be in touch. Thanks. I appreciate it, Colin. I hope that got all of your creative juices flowing, thinking about what your design currently is and maybe what it could be. If you decide that you want to rebrand and maybe want to kick around some ideas, join our Sitter's Confessional group on Facebook. We'd love to see what you're thinking about and other people I know would give some great feedback as well. As we all look to reopen and celebrate that, rebranding might be a wonderful tool to go along with that. To come out of this with a new look, with new ideas, with a new perspective and outlook on just where your business can and should be going. 
Check out our website, PetsitterConfessional.com, for many links that Amber discussed here, including being able to see her before and after logo design. You can also call us, and I promised Megan I'd get this memorized, so let's see how I do. 636-364-8260. Okay, if I'm honest, I was reading that from my notes, but there we go. Megan and I will be back on Monday with a new episode of Kitchen Confessions. Have a great weekend.